Dear listeners, and welcome to Listening Together, a video game OST podcast, which I think is the working title. That was Quarantine Zone from The Last of Us, the first one, part one. Is it part one? Nay, is it part? What was the title of the first game? I don't think it matters. I think it's the same song throughout the throughout the three. It is. Uh, wait, so this song comes up multiple times. This is Quarantine Zone. Twenty years later, is the full title. Dude, I don't know. I only played the first version of it. All right, well, let's get the guests in here. I would like to welcome to the stage, JP, one of our childhood friends, finally guesting on the pod. Welcome to the pod, JP. Uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate you guys giving me this opportunity to talk about something that people don't typically care that much about. What? People don't care about OSTs? No. Not the Last of not. Us. Oh, no one cares about The Last of Us OST? I'll have you it's know, no Final Fantasy VIII. All right, so... Before we get too far, JP, whenever I, I knew I wanted you on the pod for something, and I've been trying, you're like, oh, let's play Hunt Showdown. And I'm like, yeah, it's on the list. We can definitely play some Hunt Showdown. I still haven't bought it, so we haven't played it. It's been like a year. It's been a long time. I could have, if you, if I knew you, well, it's probably why you didn't ever tell me, but if I had known you needed Hunt Showdown, I would have just bought it for you. It's on the list. A year ago. I would have bought it for There's you. There's a lot oh of things on the, on the list. So finally, I was like, look, we have a show that literally anybody can get on. You don't have to play any games. You just got to listen to some YouTube videos about with the songs playing in it. What what OST would you want to talk about? Does Hunt Showdown have a great OST? And you're like, I want to talk about Last of Us, the first one. <laughs> Yet, JP, like there's only three songs on the Last of Us soundtrack, it seems, with j- <laughs> just different variations of it. Why did you pick this? First of all, there's four. All right. And... Well, it's 33% so you, more. Okay, so when you first pitched this to me, I thought it was going to be about how they incorporate these songs into the game. Oh, you're talking and, about in context? And like what's happening while these songs are happening. And then you, you Robert like, from ASAP Weekly? You text me back and you're like, man, all this is a bunch of sober guitar crap. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. It's all sad violins and acoustic guitar in your kitchen. I mean, some of these are downright listenable. Yeah, I can definitely listen to a couple of them. Uh, so before we get into the actual tasty bits, let's talk about our connection to the game. Now that we know why we're actually covering this OSD. I have no connection to Last of Us, except I'm definitely going to watch the show on HBO when it comes out in January. And I think they even used some of the music from the first game. As it turns out, they're sticking to the source material on this one. They're not going to pull a Halo. Okay, so not to, not to, not to like go off on a tangent immediately no tangent like, okay let me know if i i'm getting tangential yeah get t- tangential can i get tangent yeah, all get, right so touch some tangents so specifically the music and that show right so i i guess i can kind of segue into like why i really like this game and the music of this game specifically um back in like 2012 or whatever before this game came out I was in I was in AIT here in San Antonio. What's AIT for our listeners at home? Uh, advanced Wait, let me individual guess. training. Uh, airsoft in 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 inventor technician. No, say that again. What was it? Close. 
uh, advanced individual training. I was going to be a medic for the army, right? It was friggin' like 10 years ago. Well, look whatever. at this guy. I'm in the army. <laughs> yeah, so I'm so I'm in Fort Sam over there, 80 man bays. It's a thousand degrees in the winter. I've got pneumonia. Everything sucks. Uh, I'm watching YouTube on my phone and I see a trailer for Last of Us Part One. Pause. And uh, everything you're describing is just like this soundtrack. Like exactly, <laughs> I have pneumonia in the winter on an on an Air Force base in a miserable. <laughs> There's one private with an acoustic guitar that just jams every you know playing the blues. First of all, it was not an Air Force base. Okay, okay. it was it was Army, so it sucked about seventy percent more than if it would have been on an Air Force. You no, know, we talked about this earlier at dinner because we had a nice dinner <laughs> cooked by my wife right before we came in to record, and I specifically talked about how much I loved eating mint chocolate chip in the Chow Hall, and I was like, "Oh, they got mint chocolate chip in the Army Chows," and and I had to inform you that no, they in fact do not. Oh, that is they have a damn shame. They have coffee, and you can't drink it unless you're an NCO. <laughs> This is a great insight into people who have no idea what it's like being around military people who are in different branches of the military. (laughs) It's it's mostly them trying to dunk on each other all the time. I'm a mailman. (laughs) That's our our final line of defense before the Boy Scouts. If he takes out all of your equipment, I'll be in my little mail truck defending the front lines. (laughs) Fighting the turkeys and whatever. Yeah, the turkeys are scary, actually. Okay, all right. I'm sorry I interrupted your whole thing. So right you're on. you're in the uh, sick bay and all that stuff. You're no, watching not, the last of us. Not even in the sick bay, just where we sleep. The, the, there's, <laughs> okay. There's keep just spreading pestilence to your friends. Actually, a lot of my pastime was just laying in my bunk, listening to my lungs wheeze. But <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I'm watching these uh, these YouTube videos for like video game trailers and all that, and uh, the Last of Us trailer really stuck with me because it's a, the part that they use for the trailers the part that you're coming out of um the part where you meet up with bill and you get the truck and then joel pops yeah. the cassette tape into the uh in the truck and it plays some hank williams and the first song in the game is i'll never make it out of this world alive which has you know that just fits right along with the theme of the game and uh but whenever he exits off into pittsburgh right before the hunter ambush the song that's playing through that whole ambush is alone and forsaken. And that is uh, one of my favorite songs that honestly, I'll probably have that played at my funeral. That is a phenomenal song. And that really hooked me. And, uh, you know, I thought anybody who understands Hank Williams to the extent that they would be able to play that song over a dude about getting his head chopped off on a pane of glass in a freezer door. Like they know something about, you know, how to fit songs with scenes. And so that's why it really got me interested into the sound of Last of Us Part One. You know, it's kind of funny you say that because we've talked about it off mic or whatever, how you don't you haven't played any of the Final Fantasies. And I had never played any of them either until I played Final Fantasy 15. And it opens with you and your boys with your car stuck on the side of the road and you have to push it in the town because it's broken down. And they play Stand By Me while you guys are pushing the car. And that actually hooked me into all of Final <laughs> Fantasy as a series was just that one thing that like that was the opener of the door that got me in. So I could see how significant an, an opening, I don't know, like a produced or copyrighted song could be. But uh, and to make this a proper tangent, I'm going to take that into the Last of Us series, which I'm sure I'm not sure if you, I know you've seen the trailer for it. But actually, the song in that trailer. Yeah, that is alone and forsaken. But. That is not Alone and Forsaken. That is a bastardization really? of Alone and Forsaken. 
So you know how they do that weird uh, drum, that like drum kick chain drop thing. Uh, have you listened to uh, Johnny Cash? Uh, what's the song? Hurt, hurt. Yeah. Um, That's the only one I know. You've lost me after this. Uh, God's gonna cut you down. Okay, yeah. Oh, you know that backbiter. You know all that. Yeah, jazz. yeah, yeah. So that sound, that do, do. Okay, yeah. They play that over Alone and Forsaken, which honestly kind of ruins the whole freaking song. And it, it it betrays a certain mindset of the people that are now running this because when they put that in the game, they knew exactly what they what emotion they wanted to elicit from that sound because they used the original studio version of that sound, which sounds like it's recorded in the bottom of a freaking trash can, right? Yeah. And that's part of the beauty of it. And then in this show, the version they use is like this super crisp, clean version with that, you know, that obvious ripoff of that Johnny Cash song because they're just like, hey, you know, people really like Johnny Cash, which we're not going to get into. There's a further tangent we could get into that's probably this is well, the place not. for it about <laughs> yeah. like who is the real godfather of country music, but we'll, you know, I'm sure this is not the place for it. But this is the place for it. Was Nate, Frank what's Durst your connection? Or Fred Durst. Durst? What, you can't hear Nave now? Hold on. Can you hear us? Talking? I'm muted. I can hear you talking because you're in front of me. Oh, turn your volume up. How about now? You can hear us now? There we go. You Goomba. <laughs> turn your own volume now. <laughs> what, do you call yourself a podcaster? Please get that recorded. Nave, don't cut that out. <laughs> cut that out. Nave, <laughs> What is your connection to The Last of Us? Well, Besides my knowing... Pop-tart. All right. Well, I'll, I'll recap what I remember. There's giraffes. There's um, there's a there's old dude, sad dad. There's sad dad. There's a young young girl. Uh, and there's uh, not zombies because they're actually corpuscids. Corpuscids or something. Cordyceps. That's what I said. Yeah. Chrysalids? Yeah, the chrysalids. Wait, no, no, no. That's from XCOM. I but the real monsters are the I people. wasn't joking. You're looking at me now. It's cordyceps. <laughs> They're cordyceps. <laughs> All right, Nave. Tell us about the cordyceps, I guess. Uh, my my experience with this game, me and Philip have been Xbox boys since the 360 days. Um, but the, the Xbox 360 is what really got me hardcore into gaming. And so my dad eventually got me a PlayStation 3 stolen, probably, because it didn't have any cables or controllers. It was just the box. Very sus. And so, yeah. Old and Rob. so uh, one of the first games I ended up picking up was The Last of Us because... It was like with the last hurrah of the PlayStation 3, and everyone always talked big game about it. I wanted to see how it stacked up against Gears of War and all of that. So I remember specifically playing through the game and going, yeah, the game's pretty, but it's it's pretty generic. I don't I don't know. And then you get to the end of the of the prologue, and those things that happen at the end of that prologue, which since the game just got remade, I guess I won't spoil that, and Philip might play it, but I was absolutely completely hooked to, and into the fucking game like it was such a dramatic shift that i didn't do exactly expect especially because i was like this is the game with the sad dad and the little girl and so i didn't yeah. i didn't know what was going to happen throughout the story of the game so i was completely blindsided by that i like to go into games as blind as possible so before for that exact reason this series uh just goes along with all those uh sony knockout series like the last of us wait no now, yes, The Last of Us, uh, the Drake games, and I guess now the God of War games, these like top tier, these are the games that get the eyes on old Sony boy. So with that, let's take a look at the most notorious track, which is just titled The Last of Us.
it's kind of funny that like I haven't played this game, but whenever I went and prepared for this podcast and I heard this one, I knew this was the last of the song. This one is like the song that plays, right? Yeah. Usually when we're preparing for this, I always have to ask Dave, like, hey, what is the actual like big song for this game? Because sometimes like I don't know. Like I didn't know for Final Fantasy VIII or we weren't really sure for StarCraft. This one is clearly like the the build. Yeah, the progression is like very the... sharp. Oh yeah, and I was gonna like I I understand, Nave, that you do actually play a little bit of guitar, so I I am not a string man. So <laughs> if there's anything technically impressive about this, that's all your section. Yeah, you hear those pinched harmonics and those arch chords? There's really nothing impressive about this. <laughs> Maybe. Sounds good though. I'm, I feel like I've heard Nave say these words at some point. Uh, bottleneck slide. Yes, I heard that on the last podcast. Oh. Okay, like once again, I'm gonna play the game. I assume it's very grim, but if we're going along with the vibe of this song, eventually it does lighten up, right? It, it works out in the end. Uh, kinda. Not nah, the um. I mean, kind of the. A lot of the setting is super duper duper grim and horrible, but like there is a through line of like, I mean, you could say, and I I hate to throw this word around, themes. Dark Souls like? Oh, okay, themes. Usually everyone just says it's like Dark Souls. Kind of is. This is the Dark Souls of platformers. Yeah, exactly. This is the Dark Souls of cup like games. (laughs) Well, this is the Dark Souls of sad dad stories. What about God of War? Nah. I don't know. I feel like God of War is happier than this. Isn't? <laughs> I haven't played God of War, so I'm not sure on that He fucks one. up too much shit. <laughs> There's a couple of themes that run through the uh, the through line of the game, like redemption, and a lot of it has to do with, like, kind of humanity, because Joel, at the beginning of the game, if you look at his character arc, he goes from, like, almost not even human. Like, he's one of, one of my favorite lines. Can I cuss on this? Yeah. Okay, so one of my favorite lines of the game, it's actually a really quick one, it comes from Tess, and not to give too much away, but she dies really, I mean, you know she's not in the whole game, so there's only one place she could go, but towards the beginning of the game, you know, she levels with Joel, and she's just like, Joel, we're shitty people, man, you know, and that's in the middle of a conversation, but that always kind of, I feel like encapsulates the first quarter of the game, shoot, actually the first half of the game, you know, it's like, Joel is not a good dude, he's a bad dude. Why do people like him so much then? Because, because he's a bad he goes dude. On a... Oh, he goes on. Okay, I got. He's got an arc, of course. Well, that's uh, not even it. it. Like, right? why do people no? like Batman? It's not because of Batman. Batman fucking sucks. It's because oh, of all the bad arcs. dudes. Oh, there's people worse than Batman. That's what makes Batman good. People like Harley Quinn and the Joker and the Riddler. They don't and the, and Penguin. Some people like Penguin, but no and one likes on Batman. Penguin. Are Are you insinuating that some people don't like Penguin? Exactly. He's the fanciest one. Besides the, the Gentleman Ghost, which is another Batman villain, I think. I don't know. I'll keep okay. track of that shit. So we have three major categories that we like to cover. We have the song you show off, your notable song, and then our secret surprise guest choice of song. So we're going to start with the song you want to show off. Now, this is the one uh, we've often described it as the one that you break out when you're like, someone's like, hey, man, what are you listening to? And you're like, oh, man, I just really want to show you this sweet track I got. And sadly... I don't know if there's anything I'd really want to super share from this OST because gotta be honest, JP, this one, not a lot of bangers. It, it's got a mood, 
but a lot of them are either like repeats or they, they just didn't hit for me. I, I get it. And like, I'll be the first one to say that. Yeah. If like I suggested this before I realized what the pod was about, you know, well, we I, had like two episodes out of the time and you're like, I don't listen to final fantasy or Pokemon stuff. I'm sorry. I'm a grown up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody there. No, go ahead. <laughs> like we make it very clear on our stances on this pod. We call the people big who old, don't give us money cowards. Day, but uh, gaming together does not like Final Fantasy. No, That's we're actually it. big fans of Final Fantasy, especially the latest one we played, Old Chaos Killer, where they play Frank Sinatra's. <laughs> um, what was it? Not okay. Oh, My Way. They play My Way when you're killing goblins in like a hayfield. God, it's I so good. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. But. It's so funny because then they play it again at the end of the game. Nave, you haven't finished it yet at this point, but they replay the song again. And the whole premise is, uh, I won't get into it. Go play stupid. Cat. Yeah, my cat is very angry. She's in the room and she's talking. So for the song that I wanted to show off, I chose The Path. And JP, I eventually bullied you into also selecting The Path as yours so that we could get away with playing them at the same time. So let's take a listen to it and then we'll talk about it. definitely a mood i feel like this is a song that if we were road tripping and i just happen to be dj and i could put this on and no one would be like hey, is this a video game soundtrack no we're just jamming like, hey, i want to make everyone in the car as sad as i feel right now <laughs> i don't know if you gentlemen have ever had the pleasure of driving through missouri before but, uh, only kansas just about the same thing but longer <laughs> okay uh, less corn oh okay but uh one thing that i uh i'm a terrible person to go on road trips with because i kind of don't most of the time i just don't listen to anything i just sort of zone out and drive and i don't talk my wife hates it because she's just a chatterbox and so like this is kind of what's going on in my head when i'm driving it's just one of these numbers and i I can kind of just cruise for a good four hours just kind of in silence with kind of something like this in my head. It's definitely smooth. Uh, it's one of the smoother songs because some of these are very drum heavy. And oh, one thing we I skipped right over one of our segments where we talk about the composer. Uh, the composer is old Gustavo uh, Santalolola. Santa, I can't pronounce that. Last that name. is exactly how it's pronounced. That's how it's spelled. And That's not how it's pronounced. Some of his most notable works is he has worked on every Last of Us, including the series. He's listed as lead, lead composer. And uh, I say the series, like the, the HBO series, because he's done part one and part two. Uh, and Brokeback Mountain, he did the OST for that one. But that was the only <laughs> only works I actually recognized when I was scrolling through his Wikipedia earlier today. Uh, if we're, I mean, if we're going to talk about the drum tracks for just a quick second, if you wouldn't mind me uh, tangentially. Yeah, you're taking us somewhere. Do you want a song a in, tech, in particular? Uh, I mean, if you want to throw Hunters on there. Hunters? Hunter, hunters, hunters, hunters. I mean, you don't have to play it. I can, no, I'll play it. I'll play it. I can it. pretty vividly describe it for the audience here. There's hunters. Right on. So, in the past, I've been accused of uh, like 
going on tangents and kind of meandering. I you're going to say something bad like arson. I could say the same thing about this song. Uh, It kind of just goes, and it's all just like a bunch of toms. And I'm like, God gave us two feet. One is for the bass pedal. The other one is for the hi-hat pedal. And by God, if you're going to sit there and give me this long meandering song, the least you could do is utilize that left foot to give us a freaking time signature (laughs) on that hi-hat kick. Because I don't know what's going on with this thing, man. It's just kind of going. I don't know if I'm supposed to be bobbing my head or like... I think it's funny you were like i need the time signature and i was just already tapping my finger to my on the drum set i'm i'm leaning on and i'm just i immediately picked up on like where one is and everything i just i i can't do it man i'm like i, I need that hi-hat like maybe it's, it's the accent maybe it's, notes. i'm just i'm just symbolically focused or something I'm like I, I just can't stand it i'm like man give me give me some kick here buddy i don't know what's going on yeah i mean you're not sold on the drum only song with only two drums okay uh nave i see you put vanishing grace as the song you show off but we actually me and jp both picked out for our final one so we're gonna save that one for there yeah go ahead and punch it down the road yeah we'll push it down the road so do you want to highlight your notable song and explain why you think it's notable all right so um before you start playing it i was listening to this the first time through in my mail truck and uh just kind of vibing with the sad uh the sad mood that it was giving me and there was a song around the middle of the soundtrack where it is just it's something and we're about to hear it because it's called uh i know what you are and this just jarred me awake like i was like what what is happening to me right now my brain became a hive of bees listening to this beehive you might say you want me to play it? Is that what, is that what you're looking for? Yeah, that's why I keep stop talking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. Famous whiskey pecan pie. Mm. <laughs> Ads. <laughs> Now, I don't know about you guys, but this is riveting stuff. It's just the drum roll. Now, I imagine what they're trying to do is, like, emulate a car engine. Like, hot for it's teacher, not, I Van know Halen what you style. are. Like, don't get yeah, the I don't know. I don't know what this is. Whenever it, pl- it played for, like, it's like a f- four or five minute long song. And I got, like, two minutes in. And I was like, is this going to change? Like, is this what the song is? And it is indeed what the song is. It just gets yeah, louder. It, it just gets louder. So, I think... <laughs> So I've actually thought about this one before. <laughs> you thought about the drum roll that's in what the OST? The, what is the lore significance so, of... Well, <laughs> you don't see plays? So this is... This? Well, this is just me uh, kind of spitballing here. Is All it right. when you feed the drafts? What? Uh, <laughs> no, actually, that's Vanishing Grace, which oh, we're going to okay. get to later. Um, so the I think the title is kind of the most significant part of it. Uh, I know what you are. Um, there's a point... Uh, I guess I kind of have to spoil Go the, for it, whatever. the game. All right. So there's a point where Ellie is unconscious and Joel does some pretty bad stuff. Okay. And then, you really need to clarify <laughs> what is happening. <laughs> and then, uh, and then she like wakes up and she's like, what happened? And he's like, Oh no, nah, you know, everything's cool. Nah, it turns out there's a bunch of immune people. They didn't need you. And then she kind of looks at him and it kind of just holds for a second. And I feel like, that and 
the look that she gives him it kind of tells you it's like she knows exactly what happened you know was it a bunch of murdering why are you yes, telling it was quite part? a bit of murdering and then uh that was he's saying this is the part that where the plays right well no. it does not play there oh but if it was going to play somewhere that's probably Wait, so you don't know where this part actually plays in the yeah. game no, I, <laughs> as far as i know this does not play in the game I assume okay. it is in a in a stressful like runaway or hiding or combat section. Is I'm, like I'm assuming this is purely this background game? music that's barely yeah. audible. Uh, well, I mean, I I was just kind of guessing like if because it starts out like almost inaudible and it just gets more like tense and tense and tense and like obviously it's condense it down into about eight seconds of somebody staring at the camera and just kind of telling you what they're thinking with their expression of like. I know you just killed a bunch of people and I don't care. And so she knows exactly what he is. And that's super tense because you're kind of waiting for her to be like, Joel, you killed a bunch of people. <laughs> Actually, you murdered a bunch of people, you know, and it's like super duper tense. But then she kind of just doesn't. And then it just sort of fades out. Well, was it at least semi self-defense or was it, were they like sleeping? It was just like slitting throats. Oh, no. Well, I mean, they were everybody was awake for Stop it. Stop answering but, uh, his questions. Philip, fuck off. Well, okay, fine. Well, all right, JP, explain on your notable one. You chose The Last of Us, which was the notable theme that we played, the main theme of the game. Uh, DJ, hit it! This... No, I'm not going to play it again. DJ, <laughs> hit it! You... Oh, God. The Last one of, of the us. versions. All right. There's, there's six versions. Play here's, one. here's Last of Us Never Again. Ah, once again, there is like five versions of this theme in the OST list. Right, so this gets played probably five times throughout the uh, game. And uh, what is significant about it is, I mean, if you listen to it and then also look at what each one is called, one's called like Never Again, one's called Good Night, uh, No what, Way Home, all that. What? Yep those songs follow happening in the story and what the characters go through that's actually what makes them significant like this does sound pretty to listen to and stuff but when you look at what this track is called and where it is played it is a lot more significant than just what you're hearing yeah well i mean it's the same normal thing like wow 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 sad violin yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, right it's the yeah. same song yeah yeah it's the same <laughs> song like, i don't know what you're trying to say you're trying to say like there's actual themes and feelings that goes along uh, with this I'm, I'm sorry. well here's the thing so there's not like it's not completely unheard of for something to just use a single motif and then carry that through an entire game philip we've already done they a did soundtrack. that in Final Fantasy VIII. yeah yeah there was a bunch of different songs that used the very same uh waltz motion that was constantly throughout the game uh that was significant because that's where Squall met the person that he falls in love with. And so this song just continues through different versions and iterations in different areas and different t tempos and stuff. But you still you see the same pattern, the same time signature, which kind of builds into the story of the game using the audio. And uh, the thing that I don't like about this soundtrack is that they just lamed it the same song over and over again, parentheses, another thing. It's very goofy, but... Um, it, the, each version of the song is distinctive. Like, you can tell them apart. Like, I wouldn't be able to name them, but you can tell that it's the same notes but played differently. I would think that it was a cover, but, like, because, like, I don't know. It, some it sounds are violin, like a cover. some are guitar. So they definitely, like, are obvious different variations. Mm. Okay. And then for my notable, I chose Smugglers because it actually had some energy behind it. Let's take a listen to it and we can talk about it. 
this, I instantly thought of StarCraft 2, even though we had just covered it, like, right after. I'm like, oh, yeah. Devil Dogs, let's roll out. <laughs> even though this song actually doesn't really go very far. Like, it stays pretty much in the same little loop. This song really uh, shines a spotlight on what I think the overall OST kind of feeling is, where it's very minimalist. It tries to, with as few sounds as possible, besides that weird drum track that I was making fun of earlier, uh, to establish one single emotion and just try and, like, channel that with one to two instruments at a time. I mean, we don't really need to much listen to much more because I think that's as far as the song really goes. But I chose it and I thought it was notable because it was definitely the only one of this particular variety. Like there are like similar instrument usage and whatnot throughout the whole OST, of course. But this one felt the most, I don't know, like almost like video gamey per se. Like it feels like this is a like kind of maybe not an action segment, but definitely there's some kind of movement going on in the game and the rest of like uh specifically oh man i was reading so many different like little articles about the us like last of us is a very big game as it turns out dear listener (laughs) there is a lot of coverage on the ost a lot of information and they highlight uh or what film was it no country for old men or something like that they talked about how they selectively used very minimal amounts of music throughout the whole game just for emotional points or points that were directly involved with character because they wanted to be as cinematic as possible. They're very uh, obsessed with uh, movies over there at Naughty Dog. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say that at, like last of us one, like I don't want to get too into last of us part two because I've got a lot to say about that one. But uh, last of us part one is that's one thing that I kind of dig is uh, they do have a certain amount of restraint when it comes to the music, like it saturates the whole thing, but it's not like beating you over the head, at least like they have the decency that when there are like, so there's some pretty powerful character moments in the game where there's not any music and it's mostly conveyed through just facial expression. And I can appreciate that, but, <clears throat> and then, you know, you get into like last of us two and, you can't go five seconds without an uh, unskippable guitar segment that they force you to play. Oh, really? They're like, aren't you sad? Don't you remember <laughs> Joel? Wait, what do you mean Joel's not there? Yeah, Joel went to New York. He went to a farm, all right? Okay. Yeah, he's happy now. All anyway. right. I think that covers our notable section. Uh, this goes right into our big finish our every week, or week, every month. We do this, this is a monthly show right now. Every month, our, we ask our guests to supply their own prompt. And JP, do you want to cover your prompt or do you want me to go into this? Uh, I mean, it's the same prompt either way, right? Yeah, I know, but I didn't know if you want to put your own spin on it or if you wanted me to just announce it. Oh, Explain um, your oh, thoughts behind yeah, it. Yeah, what, what is this prompt? Right, so the prompt is, uh, I, uh, do I understand it? It's You just kind of, it's like, here's the best song from this OST to do X to. 
Yeah, that's usually how we go. Like a driving song or... Yeah, we've done driving songs, underdog songs, songs to take over the world too, that type of stuff. You know, love and fight and drive and those are three best things to do to music. So uh, I picked the fourth best thing to do to music and that's to sit out on your back porch and get shit house too. So uh, that's my that's my prompt. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty solid prompt. And with the notion of getting shit canned on the back porch, Nave, what song did you pick? Well, as you alluded to at the beginning of our categories, I picked Vanishing, or no, I picked Home. Whoops. Yeah, you picked Home for your shit can song. But you guys picked Vanishing Grace. But it makes yeah. more sense to talk about Home first. So let's listen to Home and then we can chat about it. I'm something of a sad drunk. <laughs> I'm like, this is a mood for sure. I'm actually kind of glad somebody picked this. Yeah, because definitely. Because it was definitely in my uh, top picks for this category. Whenever I'm picking songs, I set up a tournament bracket for the songs and make them fight against each other. And this song, I think got beat by i think vanishing grace like in the first round and i i kept forcing it along and giving it like free wins all the way until the end where i'm like this song is just it's too good to pass out of the all the songs on the like i was joking before about the ost you know it's all sad boy sad violin guitar and stuff but this song actually makes me very sad like this song has really thick emotion in it And it has one of the uh, one of the things that I I like about a lot of this uh, OST is that it's it's really patient. It's not in a big hurry to get those emotional hooks in you. Like it it takes its time with you, the tender lover. Well, it's so strange because this is the first game that we've covered that is so cinematic. Because we talked about Pokemon, Final Fantasy, Starcraft. All those are either songs that you're going to be listening to. 19 hours in, in one day just constantly j like jamming out matches for catching pokemon too but this game is so stylized and cinematic each of these songs is going to have a distinct meaning that gives context to whatever you're doing in the game and that's why uh that's why vanishing grace is honestly such a top tier song for me in this ost i think if i had never played the game i don't think Vanishing Grace would be that high for me, honestly. That's interesting because Philip put it down here and uh, he hadn't played it. But yeah. I also, I vividly remember the moment as well. Well, that was Home. A very sad boy song. And we both chose normal Vanishing Grace. See, there's multiple versions of Vanishing Grace as well. I like the first version. Yeah, me too. That's the one I picked. As I mean, well. I like them both, but the first version vanishing grace is the only one that all of us picked so yeah this is i would say the um 
I don't know, like the secondary theme or like sub theme of the game, honestly, after listening to the main title track. So let's just listen to it and then we can talk it out. Makes me think of Final Fantasy VIII, dude. I was getting that too. Like I was thinking of like a sunny garden, chilling, having a drink. Really? Yeah. Oh, you just relaxed. Oh, this song. I I go like in the opposite direction with this song. Like this song makes me so sad that I kind of don't like it. Really? Yeah. I don't. I think it's the like tinniness of it. Like the, it's like it's so soft. It's like fragile. I'm like, makes me sad. No, I was thinking more like um. Like almost like um like a sunny garden childhood type thing almost. Like uh like a, you almost expect everything to be the same when you go in your backyard as a kid. You know, you go out, you see the squirrels, you see the pecans on the ground, you're just living out your days having a good time. That's kind of the vibe I almost get. That's awesome. A feeling of childhood, almost. I'd like to know what the scale is on this because i have a feeling i i have a feeling i know where jp's coming from with the uh the sad feeling at the beginning with the uh it feels like there are there it ends on in a weird place yeah, the, yeah, each we, resolution we, of a bar ends in kind of a weird place and then the third bar before the big rest and the reset it kind of unfolds like you would expect it and so it's like weird bar weird bar satisfying bar and so i can kind of feel where both of you are coming from yeah. i think philip just had too good of a childhood was is that really it not enough childhood trauma uh, it might be just because of my current <laughs> reference frame because you know i i just had my son i have my daughter who loves to play outside literally like right after we finished dinner she literally like asked mom can i go run around the neighborhood and it's like you know seven o'clock like it's like yeah you got 10 minutes run you know, and she runs outside and she just loves playing outside. Or like my 15 year old, she loves walking with her. It's like just, I don't know, like there's a there's a sadness to it, of, like, of course. But I just get uh, sunny outside vibes. Yeah. Well, the the part of the game that the most prominent part that that's in, <laughs> Ellie goes through some pretty heavy stuff and she's real messed up. OK, go on. <laughs> and then like you're dealing with that for a minute and then all of a sudden like you know you come out of like this really cramped dark area into a really well-lit sunny super beautiful uh area and there's a family of uh what do you what do you call a bunch of giraffes is that a pod dude i don't know that a herd on it a herd. the last of the giraffe though you're <laughs> saying that we're out there well i mean it was a it's a herd of giraffes and it's like a family of them you know and like you had a mama giraffe you had a papa giraffe with a little hat and, and tie on and there's like a little baby giraffe and it's like this super picturesque uh scene and the sun's coming through and everything's super beautiful you know and ellie kind of forgets for a second about how heavy and horrible everything is and then you're both just kind of sitting there and it's actually kind of a cool part of the game because 
it gives you a second to just sit there and like this music is super in the four in that point and you can sit there as long as you want i don't know when it times out but you can sit there for like well over a minute i sat there for about a minute just watching these good tension release point and eventually you know like the drafts do walk off screen you know and i mean i don't want to get too much into like what does that represent? Yeah. Who are the giraffes? Well, you know? that that's the thing, and I I like how Philip talked about the tension because the, what you were saying, he, uh, the the very uh, intense like emotional situation that you were just going through, uh, you go back and you're doing the boring naughty dog shit of walk around, pick up a ladder, put it there, climb up the thing, and so <laughs> that's that's like literally forty percent of adventure the adventure gaming. But this, but this is the thing. So you, you kind of fall back. In, you're like emotionally distraught, but you're falling back into that like lazy mundanity of the normal gameplay. And whenever you lift up Ellie, she she goes, she she like gasps and accidentally knocks over the the ladder or whatever it is, and then she runs off. And that's never happened before. You've probably done that like a hundred times at that point, and that's nothing like that's ever happened before. And so it's it's panic inducing. And so like. Th- I, I talked about this multiple times throughout the podcast history, but there I hated Ellie for a very long time. Like I just couldn't relate to her. But this was the moment where I realized, oh shit, I fucking care about this kid all of a sudden, and I don't know when it happened. But also Joel cares about her, and that's like I'm following this character arc of Joel, and me and him are just now realizing that we care about this child. That's how the, this, the writing is very good in this game, and so. But that happens, and so you get such a spike in adrenaline, a spike in tension, and whenever you finally get up to her, she's there petting the giraffes. So it's like the complete opposite of what you're expecting because it's always something terrible, 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 terrible (laughs) happening, and then something finally nice happens, and uh, this song comes on. And uh, it's really – it really gets to you. Like that's what makes that scene so, like, memorable especially because that scene isn't – that's not a cut scene. You're in control – 95% of the time during that like that panic mode happens when a game mechanic suddenly gets like this uh, expectation subverted you know what I mean and so along with the music that's playing because the music is this song is very uh, memorable which I I didn't really know the song but I knew about the draft scene or I've heard about it like that is a I don't know famous scene in the game and that's one of the big things attracting it to me because like I don't really care about spoilers, honestly. Like something gets spoiled, half the time I'm not going to remember the spoiler, or I just want to feel the feeling myself. I don't need to be surprised whenever I can put myself, like I can separate myself and disassociate from my own memory and just live in the moment, per se. And I really want to play The Last of Us. I don't own a PS3 or PS4 or PS5, but... One day when Gaming Together makes it big, if you guys keep subscribing to that Patreon and ring-a-ling that ding-a-ling bell, maybe I too can pet giraffes as a sad dad with my little kid. Good chill there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really good. It's a really good game. It's a shame that they're not fucking making games like this anymore. What do you mean? They just... What do you mean? God they've of War got, Game of the Year! They've got They've got Last of Us Part 2. And Last, the Last of Us Part, of us part, one part remake. 2 remake coming soon. <laughs> Then The Last of Us Part 1 remake again, remastered. Don't you want to play as the lady that killed Joel? Uh, Spoilers, I guess. Joel went to New York. Everyone knows. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) All right, so that pretty much covers all our main prompts. Let's just get into a kind of like final thoughts about this OST. I'm going to step in and say that I'm probably not 
going to listen to this OST again unless I'm in a very certain mood. And then it's only going to be like three of the 14 songs on the list. So, sorry, like this isn't going to be a big recommend for me, guys. But there are a couple bangers in here that do elicit emotions. But I would say, unless you're a big fan of the game, there's probably not much for you here. Yeah, I think without the context of the scenes in which those songs exist, uh, some of them can be a little on the flat side. I mean, you can definitely dig where the emotion's coming from, but I think definitely in those scenes, you can pick up on it a little bit more. Uh, But I'm just saying, um, I don't know, the path, put that on repeat, you could probably play cards to that for a while. It's funny, this is like the second or third time on this listening together we've talked about playing cards to the OCs OCs. so like specifically like in the context of me playing cards like i only ever play cards with like my family and maybe some close friends and stuff you, you know whenever they come visit what do you play stuff. spades hearts spades Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yu-Gi-Oh. yeah i was gonna say like we talked about uh magic last time in and, particular and uh typically whenever i i i when we start playing cards like i'm djing and Unfortunately, the song, the playlist on Spotify that I typically listen to when I'm playing cards has some uh, songs that I don't want to have to keep skipping because I don't want to listen to those with my dad. Mostly, yeah, it's I got you. Wheeler Walker Jr. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that. But no, not, at not all. something you want to listen to with your dad while you're playing cards. So you put something on there super safe, like like the path, and maybe <laughs> maybe a couple of the. Uh, uh, the Last of Us variations, you know, make a little custom playlist, and that's just background noise while you're playing cards, you know. Right on. Nave, how about you? Final thoughts for Last of Us OST? It's sad. It's sad it and subtle. Sad. And it's not for listening on its own, unless you want to be sad. Um, no, it, that's it. It is crazy how subtle it is. Like, I know we, we talk about how minimalist it is, but I keep thinking about what are the most bombastic soundtracks I listen to, and it's like, I do listen to the Dark Souls soundtracks, which a lot of them are sad, slow, you know, hub world music. And then you get into the monstrous boss (laughs) battles where the full orchestra is roaring up. This is the antithesis to it, where like in Dark Souls, you are listening to the emotion of that boss fight in with the music. This is a listening, I would say more emotion with a more subtle movement. I don't know. It's just interesting. Like, I don't know much about music theory or how it actually applies to people, but it's since we started in the show, I've noticed the music does affect me when I play games more than I thought. Yeah. The, the progression of notes, it's very sharp in almost all of these, uh, like almost jagged. And that really puts you, it, it induces anxiety to hear stuff like that. Um, even if it is in a soft, a very like acoustic uh, environment, um, you kind of naturally lean towards the neurotic side of people of your personality. You're leaning towards even like nostalgia in a negative way. Like when I listen to Vanished Grace, I kind of think about someone I've lost. And whenever I think about home, I think about my the childhood I've lost. You know what I mean? I'm not looking back in a happy way. And it's not eliciting positive uh, emotion in me. And I don't know how much that of the context that is, like knowing what happens in the game and recognizing the songs from specific situations. But that's just for me analyzing the song as much as I could the last week and a half. Yeah. 
All right. And with that, JP, I want to thank you for coming out for the pod. I know it was a long drive for you all the way across sunny San Antonio, but I'm glad you made it. Uh, thanks for having me on, man. Uh, appreciate chatting with you fellas. And we definitely need to play some Hunt Showdown. I hear it is okay. It's powerfully okay. A- excellent. Excellent. Aggressively normal. <laughs> it's, it's meant to be hard to play. It's not bad game. <laughs> okay. Are you trying to say like the Resident Evil 1 argument and we're like, the limitation on the controls actually make it better? Philip, have you played Signalis to- yet? No, I haven't played Signalis, but uh, we only have a limited amount of time left. We found another Scorn defender. JP is a fan of Scorn, as it turns out. Yeah, well, nice. I mean, I like good games. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like every person we've talked, like, we have an echo chamber. I've got to say, we have an echo chamber on Twitter. All our Discord buddies, uh, shout out to Play Along Pod, but they usually pretty much ride there with us in most all of our judgments. But some people are hating on Scorn. I can't believe it. I mean, I can see it. Yeah, I know. I see it too. It's scored. Like half the time, I don't want to look at that game when I'm playing it. But other times, I'm like, I can't look away. I mean, I the thing that wrote me in was the, you know, the geeker visuals and all that. Dude, you know, and that was an art style I didn't know I was into. Oh, great. And Fun. since then, I have been like researching old. You say Giger? I thought it was Geiger. It's Giger. 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 Geiger. Geiger. Googler. I don't. Dude. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Like, I didn't know about this guy until Scorn. And that's oh, started. Dude. Yeah. I did all the alien movies and stuff. Yeah, I didn't know that either. He did the Xenomorphs. Sweet Jesus, man. Where have you been? Dude, I, okay, so that's just it. Is I never really looked that much into media until we started the podcast. And that's part of why I love listening together. Because we have taken a look much deeper into some of the song OSTs that I would have never looked at. Nate, you got to fix this guy. I try. I didn't think he'd like Scorn even in general, so I was actually just pleasantly surprised how much he liked. He beat it before I did. I took my sweet time. I was time. so into it. I like beat it in, I think, like two to three days of just every time I come home, oh, as long we, as the kids aren't watching. We beat, you know. it, we beat it in one setting. Really? We had some friends over, and we were getting hammered and just playing it. All right. Well, at this point, I want to thank you, dear listener, for joining us this far, and we are going to say goodbye now, and I'm going to leave you guys with All Gone, so... Everybody say goodbye to the dear listeners. No. JP, say goodbye to the dear listeners. No. Oh, my God. Here's all gone. (laughs) I can push the button. Is everybody ready? You don't have your headphones on or your notes out. Oh my god, you call yourself a podcast? You call yourself a (laughs) podcast? The fucking door!
I'll go open that fucking door again. Is he talking right. into that one? Or that one? Okay. I mean, He's I guess he has to be talking into that I'm talking one. Into, I'm that talking one. into this one right yeah. here. Is that... Am I coming through all right? Or... It's... Phil, it is Phil's problem. If it's too low. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, if it really comes down to it, we need to keep it under an hour. So if I need to go in and do fine-tuning, I can fine-tune it. But it's not that bad to normalize the audio. To take, like... Average it out, you know? Like, but that's it's, pretty but easy. If you, it's, if, you, if you average it out and it makes everything quieter, that's not tight. Well, no, I can average it out and make everything quieter. Are you really trying to dip right now during a podcast? I just told you. I just asked if I could dip in here. Yeah, I said yes, but you're supposed to be like, maybe I shouldn't put random crap in my mouth whenever I'm doing a podcast. Oh, fuck. No, that. you can dip. Go ahead. Oh, now you're going to yeah. give me shit about it. <laughs> or fucking pouches. It's not like it's a big... I can't understand a word you're saying now that you put that in your mouth. (laughs) All right, let's do it. What? Restart the song. Oh my god. I talked over it. Well, I I was gonna. I could mute you, Nate. That's why we have separate. That's why not. Oh my god.